We're moving into an area that always thrills my heart. Um, there's a lot of scripture. We can't look them all up, but I do want to read some. Uh, our basic reading will be from John chapter 10, verses 2 through 5 and 14 through 16. But the title of this is Hearing the Voice of God. And there's some wonderful promises that God makes. And we have a list of four of those. There's so many. But in Joshua 1, 5 and Matthew 28, 20, God gives this promise. I am with you always. What a blessing. John 10, 14 and 24, he says, My sheep hear my voice. John, Jeremiah 33, 3, call on me, and I will answer. This is my wife's life verse and her favorite verse. And then Matthew 7, 8 through 11, when you ask for bread, you won't get a stone. What we're going to talk about here in my prayer time, what is called on is called listening prayer. It depends upon our believing these words and many more, but the four statements I gave you as God's pledge to us. In John chapter 10, I want to read that to you. To through five. Jesus is talking about the good shepherd. So the gatekeeper opens the gate for the good shepherd and the sheep respond to his voice. He calls his sheep by name. Isn't that wonderful? God knows us by name. And he leads them out of the pen. After he's brought out all his sheep he walks ahead of them. He doesn't drive sheep. He leads them. The sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. They won't follow a stranger. Instead, they'll run away from a stranger because they don't recognize his voice. And then Joshua I mean, pardon me, John 10, 14 through 16 is some very interesting verses here too. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep as the Father knows me. My sheep know me as I know the Father. So I give my life for my sheep. I also have other sheep that are not from this pen. I must lead them. They too will respond to my voice. So there'll be one flock with one shepherd. There's some wonderful truths right there. And we want to look at three truths. 
Let's see. The verses we looked at, what point is God making here? So let's look at them very simply. Number one, the Lord has a voice. Number two, he uses it. Three, he speaks it. These are from those verses. His sheep are those who have ears to listen. There are three things. They hear his voice. They know his voice. And they follow his voice. When we meet with God in prayer and behold his face and hear his voice, this is called listening prayer. It's interesting. I think of Samuel. The first time God spoke to him, you know, he didn't really know his voice, but a mature, older man who knew the voice of God told him, and Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for I'm listening. When we have our time in prayer and in the Word of God, we need to say, Speak, Lord, I'm listening. As I'm reading your word, I don't want to just read words, but Lord, I want you to speak, not just to my mind, but to my heart. I want you to minister to me through your word. And this is called listening prayer. A man said, I don't know the living word, Jesus. See, I worship the map but I miss the journey and have forgotten the destination. That's an important thing. I didn't know the living word who is Jesus. I worship the map, scripture, but I miss the journey and have forgotten the destination. So none of my studies that I've done, and I've been to a number of Bible schools and seminaries, experience degrees or credentials they will not open my ears or voice to God or open your eyes to see his face you know we want to seek the face of the Lord and in the gospel Jesus healed many blind and deaf people and Jesus can heal you this day. Do you need prayer? To read scripture, to only to be able to map Paul's journey or Israel's wanderings, that's not what I'm talking about. That may be important to some degree, but I'm talking about personally, when I get alone with God and I always have a quiet place, where I can get alone, where I'm not going to be distracted. And as I read the Word of God, and I read it consistently, I read through the Old Testament, I read through the New Testament, and I read the Gospels regularly because I want to hear the voice of the Lord. I want to know Him. I want to know what He says because what it says in Timothy, we base sound teachings on the very words of Christ, 
and if I do it, will it lead me to Christ-like living? Then I know that I'm on track. I don't want to get off track. And so as I do my reading and then as I'm praying, I want to be still before God, even in my praying time, and allow God to lay situations or people on my heart that are standing in the need of prayer. My wife is really super at that. God even wakes her up at night and, and lays uh, um, someone on the heart that at that time needs prayer. The, I haven't had that experience very often, but my wife's experience is quite often. She's a real, real prayer warrior. But see, I just, I'm not saying don't have a prayer list. Some people, it's very important. It keeps them on track. But what about someone that isn't on that list? What about someone who's facing a situation? What if you're praying and the name of a neighbor comes up? Or a name of a co-worker comes up? Or whatever. So the key is listening prayer. As I pray, I'm not just going to run through my list and say, hey, over and out. No, I want to be still. And God is able to bring verses to my, my mind that I've read or memorized. God is able to bring people to my mind that I know that he wants me to pray for. You know, as Paul asks the Ephesians, pray for me that I might speak the word boldly. And he was really bold, but he asked for that prayer. Maybe Paul was more of a timid person. Then he was bold, but he needed prayer to be as bold as he wanted to be with the word and who he spoke it to. Sometimes we can be bold to someone we see that's not um, as educated as we are or doesn't have um, the financial abilities that we have and so on. We see them as less than we are and we can speak boldly to them. But when someone has a high position or a title or whatever, uh, we may find ourselves struggling to share uh, scripture with them. And that is wrong. We need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And when he wants us to share whatever it is, then we need to pray and we need to share that scripture as, how do I want to put it, as creatively as possible. Many people that witness the way they do it turns people off. Don't turn people off. When you're sharing Christ with someone, don't have the door slammed. Leave it open for someone else that may come and will share too. Very few people accept Christ the very first time they ever hear the gospel. Now some do, but the majority of people have heard it before. And someone comes along and waters that which had been sowed before. And often there is a crop. Well, the Lord bless you. And remember, the Lord says he has a voice, he uses it, and he speaks. The word of God is living. And God can speak so strongly through his word to your own heart. It can bring joy. It can bring uh, conviction. It can assure a forgiveness. It can assure you of a future in heaven. It's amazing how God's word is living because the Holy Spirit, it's, it's a spirit-inspired book, 
and the Spirit of God can minister to your heart as you read and spend time in the Word and as we've talked about, uh, memorizing it and meditating on it and taking that scripture throughout the day. The Lord bless you. And re read John 10. It's a beautiful thing of how the Good Shepherd wants to lead us and wants to speak to us. Bless you in your Bible time, in your quiet time, and in your prayer life. And don't forget listening prayer. That's just being quiet before the Lord. And he's able to lay on your heart things maybe you didn't even think about praying about. But he thought about it and wants you to include it. Bless you.